Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. The Whiskey Mistress, and it's a show. She knows about whiskey and stuff. Hi, this is Debbie Shocare on Believe in the Whiskey Mistress on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? The Wild West. Whiskey. Amber gold. Fuel of the Wild West. Yet, despite all of the old-fashioned images you see on a lot of whiskey bottles today, log cabins, buffalo, cowboys on their trusty steeds, well, today's whiskey would not taste familiar to most of those Wild West cowboys. And real Wild West frontier whiskey? Well, even the lowest echelons of amber gold you find today in your local happy juice store would be better than what the locals at the saloons in those Wild West mining towns would have been drinking. So what was the air quotes whiskey, close air quotes, really like back then? Well, some of the more popular nicknames for it then were... Tangle Leg, Coffin Varnish, Mountain Howitzer, Nose Paint, Tarantula Juice, Gut Warmer, and my personal favorite, Kansas Sheep Dip. You see, the Wild West cowpokes and outlaws back then, well, they didn't necessarily have the most sophisticated palate. Really, the whiskey was just the draw. The social lubrication stimulating everything else that was good business in saloons at the time. And what those fine folks in the saloons were drinking might not have been whiskey at all, such as we understand it today. Now, while whiskey, by definition, is made from grain, some of what they were drinking back then was actually distilled from molasses with additives to give it color. Even if it did start out as a grain whiskey, unscrupulous distributors often added things to it to stretch their inventory. Things like burnt sugar, glycerin, prune juice, tobacco juice, and even sulfuric acid. Sulfuric acid. That's like acid. The whiskey in many places then was just not whiskey. The industry at that point was horribly unregulated, and it meant that the consumer could actually be in danger because sometimes the person who drank such an unconscionable concoction ended up sick or blind or dead. But then something happened. There was a man by the name of Colonel Edmund Haynes Taylor Jr. Now, Colonel Taylor was a respected distiller from Kentucky. He was also the great nephew of Zachary Taylor, as in President of the United States Zachary Taylor. Check your history book, you'll figure it out. Well, Colonel Taylor was instrumental in pushing through the Bottled in Bond Act in 1897, and that was a really big deal. It was, it was sort of a precursor to the FDA. You see, under the act, 
a whiskey that was bottled in bond was guaranteed by the U.S. government to be a quality, safe product. And it further legitimized the honest and true, hardworking, good and safe whiskey maker. Under the act, any whiskey that was bottled in bond was made in one place, and the name of that maker, the distiller, was correctly identified on the label. It had to be bottled at 100 proof and be the product of a single distiller, a single season, and year. There was a, a really cool green label, like kind of like a kind of like a paper tape over the top of the bottle and a cork to identify the product as bottled in bond. And of course, there were tax incentives in place to encourage participation. Alcohol laws and taxes always, always work hand in hand. Now, with all of these successive regulations in place, the bottled in bond in practice it's not necessary to guarantee a safe whiskey anymore, but do yourself a favor. Go down to your local happy juice store and pick up a bottle of whiskey that is bottled in bond. It'll state it very clearly on the label. There aren't many of them these days, but I have yet to taste a bottled in bond product that wasn't pretty amazing. Yeah, the, the bottled in bond designation, it isn't actually a guarantee of higher quality, really, just safety. But today, distillers who are making a bottled in bond product are, they're pretty proud of it. And they usually put a little extra love into it. You surely won't be disappointed. And one of the things that makes the bottled in bond act so important to us today is that it set in motion a lot of the ideas and values that would lead to the Pure Food and Drug Act in 1906 because it set strict standards for production and labeling. You see, before the Bottled in Bond Act, you could grind up a trout and put it in a bottle and label it as whiskey. No, I really, really don't think anybody was doing that with trout. But before the Bottled in Bond Act, there really was no regulation keeping someone from doing that. No regulation regarding honesty and safety for the consumer. The Pure Food and Drug Act was a direct extension of that and made it a crime to adulterate or misbrand food items. As strange as it sounds to us now, it suddenly became illegal to include poisonous colors or flavors or any other ingredients harmful to our health in our food products. And it all began with making our whiskey safe to drink. A few weeks ago, we were talking about distilling and that whiskey is made from grain and that most vodkas are too. You probably remember that I said vodka can be made from nearly anything and that the key is high proof distillation. Really, at this point in production, distillation, whiskey and vodka are two sides of the same coin. No, really. Remember, when you distill something at a lower proof, you retain more of the character of what you started with. Whiskies are distilled at a lower proof to retain flavor and congeners. Congeners are those things besides the alcohol and water that contribute to making whiskey what it is. Vodkas are distilled at a high proof and processed even further to remove them. 
but they very often start with the same thing, grain. You see, the whiskey makers would tell the vodka people, you're taking all the flavor out. And the vodka makers would say to the whiskey people, you're leaving all the contaminants in. It's two sides of the same coin. You want to know a secret? Put a good rye vodka into a charred oak barrel for a couple of years. And you know what you get? Rye whiskey. Yeah. Hey, this week I want to thank everybody who's staying put and staying healthy and everybody who's going out and staying healthy. Whatever you do, please make sure you protect yourself and protect others. That's how we're going to make it through this. Um, on my little, uh, my notes in my phone about the podcast, podcast notes, big letters. What is that buzzing? I know I told you a few weeks ago I got a new microphone and for some reason I don't know why and it is so random there'll be like 10 seconds of this weird random buzzing in the middle of me talking. I don't know what that is and if you have any clue please let me know. And let's see as far as question and answers uh, somebody asked me um, who was it? It was, it was, what's that? I can't quite, I can't make out the name. It starts with an A. It's a beautiful name. Um, sounds like a girl's, uh, I think it's Althea. Althea in Nebraska. Wow, I've got listeners in Nebraska. Thanks. Hi, Althea. And if I'm mispronouncing your name, forgive me, please. Um, the question is that I mentioned somebody not too long ago. I, I've quoted him a couple of times by the name of Fred No, and she spells it N-O. Um, and who is Fred No? And that is such a good question. Fred No, Fred N-O-E, No. Fred No is the seventh generation master distiller at Jim Beam. Um, there's seven generations of, he's, he's just, he's a legend. His, let's see, he is the, was it his son? His, no, it was his dad, Booker No. Booker No was his father, Booker of Booker's Bourbon. Booker's is made by the Jim Beam Company. Also, yeah, Beam Suntory, we've talked about that before, but I'm just going to refer to it as Beam, Jim Beam. Um, Booker No was Fred No's father and when he made his um, his cask strength bourbon, first of all, his his bourbon was the first one to break the fifty dollar per bottle barrier. And Fred No still makes his father's long since gone, but Fred No still makes um, limited releases of different kinds of the Booker's bourbon, and they all have these lovely, lovely uh, little little names. And I had the pleasure of meeting Fred No at a press junket a few years back. Um, press junkets are a lot of fun, and they wine you and dine you, make you feel very, very special, hoping you'll say good things about them. And I wrote a couple of articles and said very nice things about them, but I never lie when I write about whiskey. And I had the most wonderful time. It was, it was just such a thrill to be in the presence of a distilling legend. Um, the, we, I took this wonderful tour, behind the scenes tour, got, got to be tasting all these wonderful things. They gave us all kinds of, you know, all kinds of swag. Um, 
it was a lot of fun. But that's who Fred No is. He is he's a really big deal, and he is the one who says, and I'm paraphrasing because he uses colorful language sometimes. He says, "How do you drink your whiskey? You drink it any way you like." And I agree with him. That means if you like it in a cocktail, drink it in a cocktail. If you like to drink it with 7-Up or Diet Mountain Dew, you know who you are. Um, Or with uh, Coke or Diet Coke or if you like to drink it on the rocks, if you like to drink it with one large ice cube or if you like to drink it, as I do, neat. Just drink your whiskey and enjoy it. But don't forget, you gotta drink good whiskey because it is a luxury indeed. And remember, good whiskey does not have to be spendy. It just has to be good. Um, Also, I'm still in in discussion with uh, Tony about his virtual whiskey party. I left uh, my my phone ringer on when I was recording earlier and a message came through. And uh, it was somebody else asking me about a virtual whiskey party. And I just think that's so cool. So if you have any questions for me, If you have any comments, if you have any corrections, I don't mind that. And if you have any questions yourself about having the Whiskey Mistress host your virtual whiskey tasting party, please don't hesitate to write me at believeinthewhiskeymistress at gmail.com. That's believe, B-L-E-A-V, in the whiskey, whiskey with an E, mistress at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Join me next week on Believe in the Whiskey Mistress right here on the Believe Podcast Network. Whiskey Mistress And it's a show She knows about whiskey and stuff You know So don't miss this mistress's show Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.